Last time on Tales of Morterra. The party learned about the fairy tale of Molotov the Goblin and his gombs. We worked out whilst we were in the upstairs floor of the guard station in the slums a plan to remotely detonate the gombs that we created, flasks of glass with alcohol and incense to create an explosion and a fire. And we were going to use Sheila and little clockwork mouse traps to remotely detonate these gombs whilst we beat a hasty retreat over the rooftop. So we managed to succeed at this after, you know, classic D&D style, an inordinate amount of time planning, and we set the upper part of the building ablaze. Whilst we snuck over the rooftops and down into an alley, Rumple Jerry snuck into the building whilst Will distracted the guards out front, and while everyone else went round back to find Almond near next to the now open door that previously was hidden by illusion magic. Rumple Jerry snuck down into the basement area where previously Sheila had seen an elf and a halfling working with various limbs and undead accoutrements to uh, create something, only to find that the basement area had been evacuated. Beans did, however, find a chest in the basement, and whilst everyone else descended into the room, she opened the chest and a conglomerate mass of zombified body parts emerged from the wooden chest. After a hard-fought battle, we slew it with radiance and fire. Will was crucial with his flaming sphere. And we searched around for any sign of the necromancers who had obviously summoned this creature. Outside, we discovered a scrap of fabric with some heraldry upon it. How Will and Shorsha managed to recognise it as the Stendhal family, prominent wood elves who have a cadet branch in Pueno in the fort across the river. But because of how tired we were after a long day of investigating the slums, we decided to go and rest at the Yearning Moose Inn before investigating further. Also, Rubble Jerry and Sasha went to set out some traps during nights, right? Or are we cutting that? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's that's what you said you were going to do, so that is what has happened. Yeah. Why don't you give me a survival roll with advantage? Oh, I'll... boy. Since it's two of you. I'll do that. I'll do that. Oh, I was going to do it. Okay. I mean, this is my thing. I have proficient. Oh, never mind. I have a plus one. You do it. <laughs> Yeah, I have a plus five. Yeah, no, go ahead. Did you say with advantage? Yeah, because it's both of you doing it. 18. Okay. When those are checked, I will tell you what that role means. But for now, breakfast is being provided by the Yearning Moose. Whoa. Delicious bowls of porridge with some bacon in. Mmm, love meat and bacon. Uh, so when you come, oh, you're all sat down for breakfast, maybe, and Hal comes down, and you see her entire face is painted with makeup. And around her eyes are beautiful uh, rainbow shades of eyeshadow protruding far out beyond the eye themselves and curving down her cheekbones. And her lip 
maps are similarly multicolored. She has like glittery uh, dust in her eyelashes and her hair is tied back in a ponytail that again is dusted with like glitter and little bits of sort of powder paint. You look sparkly. Why are you so sparkly? Well, my friends, today is a glorious day indeed. For today is a day of rainbows. She who paints the sky is blessing us on this day. And so I simply give my respect to her as she grants us colour and clashing fashion and beautiful things and hope in wet times. Rainbows are pretty, but I'm not sure I'd take it that far. Oh, but well, you do you. Uh, okay, then. Definitely more one of the more colourful worships I've seen you do have. Oh, I have plenty more in the bag, fear not. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Sasha just looks kind of unsure and then goes back to bugging Will to uh, teach them some more reading. Yes, right. So, um, the, so the word for rainbow is... <laughs> Studying slash learning while having breakfast. Yeah, we're, we're focusing heavily on vocab to start with, I think, just to sort of get some words in there, and then we can build on grammar concepts as we go. Rumble Jerry will not, probably not yet, but occasionally just uh, cut in with some slang that she heard while just pick, picked up from around town. Rumble Jerry would know a lot of slang. Yeah. I think Will does occasionally interject with, oh, um, yeah, that's a slang term. That's quite rude. So you might want to be careful about which context you're using that in. Just writes that down. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone learning a new language learns the swears, right? Yeah. yeah. Not, not the swears, but like the, you know, street language. I think Howe's going to cut in every now and then and like correct pronunciation a little bit. Like just hear a word and be like, ooh, <laughs> that's not quite how we pronounce that. Oh yeah, apologies, I am working with, like, an orcish accent. So, um, yeah, listen to how about pronunciation stuff, because she's actually lived here and knows how to speak it properly. Okay. Um, I've mostly got book learning. 320 years of speaking the language has somewhat helped. Exactly, it does help. I, I only have um, maybe five years of studying it, most. <laughs> and you've done a wonderful job, my dear Will. Eat up, you must keep your strength up for the day. Of course, of course. After breakfast, we need to check those traps, beans. Yes, you're right. I do hope we caught something. A rabbit would be quite nice. I also... Um, and she turns to uh, Will and How. I would also like to go on a hunt to get some something bigger, which will give us both a chance to earn some money and maybe some good hide for that. Uh, you wanted armor for Alma, right? For Alma, yes, that would be quite wonderful. Do let me know how I can help. If you know of any tanneries around town that might be helpful, I can certainly get the hide to do it, but it takes a lot of work to turn it into proper leather. Uh, do I know any tanneries in town? You would be aware that there's there's a couple outside of the the city walls. Oh uh, yes, I am. I can I can take you to them. Uh, in fact, they might be helpful since, well, after our discovery of that crest, I've been doing a little bit of checking up on the, you know, 
somewhat highborn of the area, and I can confirm that the Stendhal family took over Castel Cantin, and, well, they seem to be restocking the menagerie there, importing all sorts of odd animals. This, to me, sounds most strange for people also dabbling in necromancy. Yes, I mean, I was going to spend today doing some more research to see what else I can find about them when they arrived, how many they are, what sort of businesses they've been working in, things like that, if there's any potential ways in for us if there's anything i might recognize on sort of the individual i saw through sheila's eyes see if i can identify who exactly that is if they're small enough this is only a cadet branch right we might be able to track them down track down exactly who but that is going to require some more uh, time in the library today so i'm not sure i'm exactly going to be able to come and help out on um, your hunting expedition and I'm not sure I'm really the best suited for that sort of activity anyway. Um, All right. Yes, I I mean this with no offense. I don't think you're right for hunts. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Don't worry. We don't have to all go hunt. In fact, if you go with too many, it might be a hindrance. Exactly. More people to, to, to make sound to scare the prey. Yes. Exactly. Stealth is important. So then I assume you will come find me in the library or back here in the Yearning Moose if the hour is late when you're done on your hunting expedition, yeah? Yes. Yes, sounds good. Alrighty. Best of luck with your hunt. I've got some books to research. Best of luck with your studies. Thank you. See you later. Alligator. Bye. Take care, and do make sure that, you know, the animals are caught in the traps, and not you, yes? Oh, I, I've i had far too many experiences with that. I know that mistake. Oh, really? This isn't our first, our first hunt. Of course not. I'm sorry, I... I, I I don't mean to patronize. Go. Oh, don't worry. I'm not, I was not offended at all. May you bring back some delicious food for us, or things to sell. I'll try my best. So, our, how is this hunting trip going to go mechanically? Yeah. I think if you just give me a, a second survival check. I want to do this one, since okay. I am the hunter here. True. I've been doing this for much longer. True. Sasha has been a hunter for two weeks. And that's a six. With a six, I think you manage to wound a ball, but it gets away. Mm-hmm. But the traps were much more successful. Oh, do tell. You got two badgers, three hares, and a capicale. What's that last one? A capicale. It's a, a kind of game bird. Mm. It's like a really big grouse. Cool. Nice. Did you say two badgers and two hares? Two badgers and three hares. Oh, three hares. Brilliant. I probably should write that down too. Whoops. I will, I will give you the spelling for Capicaley. Yes. I should have probably just said grouse, but I like them and they fit where you are, like, um, environmentally. It's a fun word. Yeah, no, you're fully correct. I'm just like non-native, so not, not every obscure animal is familiar to me. It's okay, I... I wasn't familiar either. <laughs> Me neither. I like them, they're pretty. I spelled that completely wrong. So it's two badgers, three hares. I, I got it mostly right, I just missed the end E. <laughs> Do we get pictures as well of what a capricate looks like, or are we... Oh uh, yeah, sure. Googling. Wait, you guessed that spelling. Mostly. <laughs> oh, that's a fancy bird. Ooh. It's very fancy. Ooh. You, can, you definitely get a lot for those tail feathers. Oh, yeah. And for those um, 
green breast ones. Oh yes, those green ones are very pretty. Those breast, those steel feathers might be good for fletching. True. Or or quills. Or quills. Hey, Will, do you want some pens? Uh, always need more pens. Let's be honest. Oh, mood. There was two badgers, three hares, the bird, and anything else? Did I did I forget? I, I think that was it. No, that was it. Okay. Uh, for people listening who can't access a picture of a capricoli, its tail is very similar in, in shape to that of a turkey, but it's a much prettier bird. I will hear no slights against my friends, the turkeys. I was about to say, how dare you slander? I'm not saying turkeys are ugly, I'm saying capricolis are prettier. There's a difference. There's a bias there. That's what it is. Oh, this is such a good haul. Yes. That's... I do, I do know how to make tra- traps very well. In a couple of years in the wilderness will teach you much of his knowledge. This this bird here is interesting. I'm not sure I've seen it before, but and she points to the tail feathers. These might be good for fletching if we find someone interested in that. Yes, is there a weaponsmith in town? Would they need them? Who who makes who makes arrows? Fletcher. And Fletcher's. Ah, I forgot Fletcher was a job. I know it because of Minecraft villagers. Excellent. <laughs> That's in character. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Vito. Let's take out the word Minecraft. I know it because of villagers. Yeah. <laughs> Vito, please, for the love of the gods. No. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> DM already said canon. Actually, surely Rumpel Jerry would just invoke the one god. Yeah, I know. This was like out of character. <laughs> like, I, otherwise, I would have said for the love of Tarani. That's true. But yeah, you have you have some creatures. Uh, shall we? If, if we take them all to the butcher and ask for the Eyes. skins and the feathers back, then we can sell those. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. Though I would like. Um... No offense against the market butcher, but a proper established butcher might give us better money. I don't know. It's worth a try. It's worth a try. So, oh, uh, wonderful DM. Great and glorious DM. Can we go out and find a butcher? Yes, I think it's it's fairly easy to find one. Like, they, they have signs. Yeah. And it's not exactly an, an uncommon shop type. Exactly. So anyways, I RoboJ walks in carrying these ba- two badgers, and... If I remember correctly, badgers are quite large, right? Yeah, they're bigger than people think they are. Yeah. Exactly. Sasha's carrying the hares and the bird. Well, hello there. Good morning. I just came back from a hunt. Would you be interested in buying these animals? Take those. I don't I don't sell badger. Really? It's what's wrong with it? It's just meat. It's not an in demand meat. Hmm. Do you know someone who might demand it? I mean you might try the slums, they'll be anything. Good point. Skin and feathers. May I have the feathers of this bird back to sell them elsewhere? Sure, I've no use for them. Give me about an hour just to prep everything and then you can come back and pick up the feathers. That's uh, That sounds reasonable. I do want payment now, though. Don't scam me out of that. Fair enough. I hands you eight gold. One gold? Eight. Eight. Oh, yes. How did eight as one? A gold versus eight gold. Ah, okay. That's why I specified. There is a sizable difference. Yeah. Yes. Bit of a difference, yeah. Well, thank you for your time anyways. Uh, good luck setting the meat. Oh, ask, ask if there's a Fletcher nearby. Oh, uh, have you heard of any Fletchers nearby? So oh, if you go left and then take the second right, it's just around there. Thank you very much. I'll be back in an hour or so then. Just 
nods and takes the takes the carcasses out out the back. Rumpajari like uh, throws throws the badges over her shoulder again. Well, let's try the slums then. What say you, Sasha? Yes, I recognize the words. Because, um, Will and how were we using it yesterday? Hmm, good, good. Yay. I'm learning. Good for you. You've just got the, like, sort of in the back of your head, like, Will, Will would be applauding. He recognized the word. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> get, get a mental gold star. <laughs> mental gold star. I think in, in the slums, it's, it's, like, you don't get a huge amount for it. Um, but you can probably get get a gold for the two. Yeah. Oh, and I'm also asking for the these skins again because badger skins seem like they they'd have good for for armor and such. They've got a nice pattern, at least. That's for sure. I think I'm going to need a persuasion for that because they quite want the further as well. Uh, sure. Let me look up my modifier. Persuasion plus four. That is a twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, you can you can have the skins. <laughs> Huzzah! I immediately like take these skins after like skinning the skinning the uh, badgers myself to make sure they're like as good a quality as I can get them. I I take them to a tannery. How would say they? Shouldn't we go to the tannery after we get the hair stuff back? Uh, I'm not sure how much hair hide can be used, but perhaps. Well, we can still see if they can do anything with it. Yes. Shall we head back to the butcher then? I think that makes the most sense. I guess we go back then. Has it been an hour? Yeah, by the time you've you've gone and sold the badges and come back. Yeah. So, we pick up the feathers we had to the Fletcher, or, or do you want us to RP this? I, I don't think we need to RP this, otherwise it's going to be the whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Let's just time skip a bit. We'll go to the Tanners, and we'll go to the Fletchers, and then... It's the reverse of a shopping episode, it's a selling episode. Yep. Yeah. Money-making episode. Is this a good time for a meanwhile in the library, or do you want to resolve money things first? Let's let's do a meanwhile in the library. Okay, time to hit the books. Anything I can find about the Stendhal clan, and what they've been doing here, and how many members they got, and things like that. Uh, and I'd like to help, but I'd like to specifically focus on looking for things about, or sort of local news, I guess, is the most likely, about things um, that they've been up to recently, and with a particular focus on them reopening the menagerie. Yeah, that all sounds good. Okay. Uh, Will, if you give me your investigation first. Okay. Um, am I doing this with advantage with How's Help? Uh, you're researching different aspects, so I, I would say no. Okay. Uh, 18 plus 5, 23. Okay. So this branch of the Stendhal family is descended from the the younger daughter of of the head of the of the clan. Um, they took over the castle not long after the fall of the High Elf Empire. And there's there's some rumors that they were collaborators. Um, okay, so how long ago is that? Give me a second, I have a lot of notes. That's like 500-ish years, I think, if I remember my history correctly. Yeah, that was right at the end of the... Well, it's more than that, the that empire fell right at the end of the Fourth Age. Okay. So, about a thousand years. Which, I mean, to be fair, to elves is like two, three generations. Yeah. Okay, so they arrived just after the fall of the High Elf Empire, roughly a thousand years ago. Possibly collaborators in the fall? Uh, possibly collaborators with the High Elves. Okay. Uh, that's the main thing that you 
that you get like they they seem to keep mostly to themselves there's been some interaction with the emperor's family but nothing concrete like no engagements or anything like that okay members how many are there of them uh there are currently five there is the matriarch her daughter her husband and their two children because again elven lifespans it takes it takes a while genders of the kids names elf names are unisex so you're not sure okay um any uh descriptions of what they look like they are but they're not hugely helpful because they are halflings describing elves. Ah, it's just like sort of, ah yes, they're all tall. They're tall and they're beautiful and they're wood elves. Helpful. <laughs> okay, so the elf I saw, that was, a, that was a dude, right? That was, that was a male wood elf. Okay, so it's either the husband or one of the kids. How, how old did they, did the elf look? Old for an elf, or...? Not old, no. Okay, that still doesn't really narrow it down. But I guess we have a family tree now, so that's good. Right, and some interaction with the Emperor's family, so, like, so reasonably high status, then. Yeah, the the matriarch has been seen at court, but like I say, there hasn't been any obvious direct connection. Okay. Apologies if I'm asking a lot of questions and sort of asking you to repeat things, but I'm writing stuff down. I mean, this is what this is what your researching skill is for. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was just going to ask, oh great and glorious DM, did Valentina meet the Stendhal matriarch at court? I don't think Valentina did. Okay. Because the Stendhals are more after wild animals than domesticated ones, so they, you wouldn't have really crossed paths. Can I check out what they've been doing in the local news then, if possible? You can indeed. Investigation? So that will also be investigation, yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, natural 20 for a 21. Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing. I think that was my first natural 20 of the campaign, by the way. Yay. Oh, maybe. Uh, the latest is that they imported a couple of unusual animals from their homeland. Yeah, it's mostly been giant versions of animals that they've, be- they've brought in, like... Um, a few days ago, there were three giant eels in a big tank. A few days before that, there was a giant boar. It seems to be just collecting a lot of big versions of things to put in the menagerie. Bring back the giant hamsters. <laughs> okay. Will? Will? Yes? Hello? They seem to be rather partial to animals on the large side. Hmm. Do you think these animals could be where they're getting the... Well, partial bodies from? Um, the bodies we saw, those those were humanoid remains, correct? They were, yes. Well, yes. But what would tear up a body? A giant boar, perhaps, on the rampage? Here's the thing. I mean, it depends how they're feeding these animals, I guess. Like, it would be particularly cruel to feed them people, but, like, so you probably wouldn't end up with necessarily a whole lot left so how much that's related i'm unsure oh the stendals are well in with the emperor i'm sure there would be no cruelty spared if it were gnomes on the line no i could imagine them doing quite most anything yeah okay well we know it's one of either the husband or the two kids oh given like there's only five of them um unless they particularly have like elven retainers with them but i find that 
unlikely. Like, if there was other elves with them, that would probably be of note, wouldn't it? Quite possibly. Would I know from sort of general existence in court, not with them, but adjacent to them, oh great and glorious DM? Uh, would would you know what exactly? If they would have elvish retainers, or if they would use halflings or gnomes or whatever. Um, I are the five Stendals the only elves in the fort, or could we perhaps w- need to worry about other elves who are their servants or retainers, etc.? Yeah. Uh, give me a history roll. I think. Do you want some help with that? <laughs> what was that noise? Uh, it was me wishing, and it worked because I rolled a nineteen that time. Okay. <laughs> For a 24. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the grunts they make when they're, do- when they're playing tennis in Wimbledon, and it's like... Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes you got to grunt the high rolls out. How's in full research mode? you got to roll real hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. got to summon the high roll. It's a ritual. You wouldn't understand. The grunting is, is how the tennis players roll a high athletic score. You remember the matriarchs who... Yeah, I should actually give her name. Uh, Rita. You remember her entourage being a mix of human and elf? Hmm, okay. So that muddy water bit. Well... Yes, we can't quite be certain that the elf you saw was a Stendhal, unfortunately. But they were wearing the crest, so they are associated. They're either in the household or in the or one of the actual members of the family. Yes, precisely. So we need to hmm we need to find a way to infiltrate there to get an idea of what's going on. Does she keep a closed household? Does, is there often a change in servants or people coming and going from the fort, or are they very like sort of no, we we want to know all our servants' names and faces, sort of thing? I don't think either of you would know that. Uh, okay. Yes, I'm afraid I just never quite rubbed shoulders with the Stendals in court enough. They were much more, well, how should I put this, wild than. Yeah. I and my Kibeo guys was needing to be. Fair enough. I might possibly be able to get an introduction, though it would be risky. Oh, um, quick note, um, Liz, uh, while I'm doing research, um, can I have those names for the family members? Even if I don't recognise necessarily the genders, but like, sort of, we've got the matriarch's name. Yeah. I assume the other names would be recorded, at least. Yeah, the daughter is uh, Odhilda. How do you spell that? Uh, give me a second. <laughs> I cannot instantly type things. I didn't realise you were typing. Who is married to Edvin. Edvin. And then their children are Tilda and Sigrun. Okay. Cool. Amazing. I have updated my notes. I just thought it was worth writing those down so that we can reference those later. Yes, it is you know, good to know the names of those we are seeking. Do you think that they're up to anything? Or rather, do you think that the elf we saw was up to something in their name? Or could they possibly be beyond the remit of the Stendals. I mean, if if they're in the Emperor's favour, would the Emperor be cool with these sorts of experiments happening under the radar? No, I'm quite certain of it. 
the Emperor cares not for those who get hurt, only maintaining power and control. I mean, I mean, like, a creature like the type we fought in the basement yesterday would be quite the fearsome opponent and likely to inspire fear. And if there is a ruling style inspired by that, which the Emperor seems quite fond of, then I'm not sure if he would necessarily hesitate to use such beings to keep a population under control. Especially since it was happening right under the guard station, so that's kind of a bit suspicious. Emperor Yes, I can't imagine that the guards would simply have an oversight like that. They must be in on it, including, though, possibly not all of them. No, but at least some of them? Yes, I can't imagine an operation like that could continue under the eyes of the guard and not be at least somewhat known. Okay. I still think that our main lead we should be following is whoever the necromancer is, because if we can stop the necromancer then we stop their ability to continue researching this and knit their whole operation in the bud unless they've got another backup necromancer somewhere. But that sort of knowledge tends to be pretty specialised and pretty hard to get hold of. So, Will, you're a very knowledgeable type, especially about magic, yes? That is my area of speciality, yes. Well, you see, since I took up training, as part of the book club. I, well, I've had a certain affinity for certain things. Uh, you may have seen it. I have the ability to sense things beyond the living that might cause harm. Yes. However, it's somewhat limited. Would you perhaps know any ways of enhancing this ability? Perhaps then we might track this necromancer and... Uh... Understand where they are. Interesting. Um. So, what's the source of your magic? What do you call on? Well, I can only, <sighs> I can only say that it is my gods. Okay. Um. That is quite different from the magic that I practice. Mine is bending the weave itself. The magic around us without calling on the intervention of gods. Your gods may be able to give you guidance or more abilities. If, if you can bend this weave, could you, like, pull it out of the way of my eyes so that my sight goes further? Um, I do not... I do not know of a spell directly like that. I mean, I have things such as detect magic, which I can use to see if there are magical effects in the area, but I don't think that's quite the same thing that you're talking about. Very well. I, I'm sorry for asking, Will. I, I'm simply trying to be helpful. That's okay. It's okay. Speaking of, would you like a cup of tea? I can go make an urn. I would love a cup of tea, Hal, but I just wanted to say you shouldn't underestimate what you've already got. <laughs> I'm sure we can get quite far with that. Of course, my dear, of course. But one can always try harder and achieve more. Anyway, two sugars. Yes, please. I was going to traipse back upstairs from the archives and go make an urn of tea. I'm going to do a little bit more reading. What sort of detection spells are available to 
casters who find their magic in the gods. See, this is where me not having an encyclopedic knowledge of D&D <laughs> is a problem, because I don't know offhand. That's okay. Like, this is, this, this is something to research in real life, <laughs> and then come back with. This is something Will's looking at in the background. I'm not expecting an immediate answer. Cool. That's just ongoing research. Ongoing research. What things could my friend ask for? Perhaps. What sort of things have existed in the past that other followers of gods have done? How can I inspire my friend that she is able to do more than she thinks she can? I mean, I feel like that would take a while to research in-game as well. It's it's vague. Yeah, this this is this is very much background background musings. The the <laughs> second the second book open underneath the third book. Yeah. I mean the the way Caius is rolling today, maybe just divine intervention. <laughs> Possibly. Although that's cleric, isn't it? Not a cleric. Oh, well. I'm not a cleric, yeah. I was about to say not till tenth level, but not <laughs> even then. Unless. Unless. <laughs> okay. Back to hunting party. Oh. Secrets? Magical secrets is the bard, not the cleric. <laughs> Are we saying that we've just sold the stuff that we're selling? Yeah, I think you managed to get another gold for the tail feathers. Oh, nice. And what about for the skins? Were you selling old skins or using some for barding? I believe it was just keeping... I think we're keeping the badges for barding. I'm just trying to work out how much... Uh... A hair skin would be worth. Like, probably not a huge amount. It's quite small. A couple of silvers, maybe. Maybe, like, a silvery. Yeah. Because it's like, what What can you really do with a hair skin? Yeah, you'd have to trim a lot of it off before it's a usable shape. Use a few like, pair of gloves, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. And even, and there's not much le left anyways. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just make some bookmarks. That'll be fine. Make some bookmarks slash gloves. I don't know. Coin pouches was my first thought, actually. Yeah. That works. Ooh, that, that would be cool. Either way, little fix. Yeah. So that's three silvers extra for the uh, hair skins. And how much for the fletching, the feathers? That was one gold. One gold. Nice. And Rumpel Jerry gets all of that because Sasha does not care or understand money. Yes, I know. And I'll, yes, I'm indeed keeping the badgers, at least for now, because very pretty skins. Also Rumpel Jerry. And I think badger fur is quite thick, which will actually make for decent hide armor. Yeah, they've got quite dense guard hairs, I think. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, badgers, they have to fight stuff and have to actually be defended. Huh, I didn't realise that. Do you head back to the library? Yes. Yes. Cool. Rumpel Jerry, like, comes in and, like, shows off the badger fur. Like, look, look at these furs. Look how, feel how soft they are. Touch the badger. Touch it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's extremely soft. Uh, would you like a cup of tea? I've just made an urn. Oh, yes, please. Any shuggers? Uh, no, thank you. And I turn to Shorsha and just, like, sort of bow and then make a, uh, a hand-to-mouth sort of tipping gesture as if sipping tea. Sorsha nods and points to the sugars and then does a little cross-motion over the milk. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Hal returns with hopefully satisfactory cups of tea. Sasha looks happy when he drinks it. Nice. Will looks up from the pile of books and is like, ah, oh, everyone's back. Okay, right. Um, so feel my badger skins. Look, at th they're they're new. And they're so soft. Oh, those are wonderful. Oh, that's amazing. Wonderful. Right. Okay. Let me fill you in. Will fills the other two in. <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> 
basically everything. I did miss a chunk, so you might actually have have to actually fill me in. <laughs> okay, so um, this is the pop quiz. Uh, time to time to go through all my notes. So uh, the Stendals are a cadet branch, um, a younger daughter who arrived just after the fall of the High Elf Empire, roughly a thousand years ago. Um, they're possibly collaborators with the High Elves. Uh, they were the imperialist bastards. Um, let's be honest. Um, so they have some interaction with the Emperor's family. Um, their matriarch, Rita, has been seen at court. Um, there's five members of the family. Rita, the matriarch, Ordhild, her daughter, Edvin, Ordhild's husband, and they have two children, Tilda and Sigrun. Um, so we think um, one of Edvin, uh, Tilda, or Sigrun could be our culprit, or it could be someone in their retainer, someone a member of the household. They're of reasonably high status, given they're in cahoots with the Emperor. Mm-hmm. They've uh, been looking for wild animals for, the me- for their menagerie. Recently, they've been getting unusual animals from their homeland, mostly giant versions of animals. For example, they recently got three giant eels, a giant boar. We were speculating also about... Um, them possibly being working with the emperor and the city guard in that it would be difficult to conceal such an operation but below immediately below a guard station without that being obvious to people working there so there's perhaps some collaboration and collusion there um although I think our focus should be on locating the necromancer because if we can locate and stop whoever is actually doing the enchanting of limbs into Frankensteinian corpses, then um, we're going to prevent them from maybe making an army of those or something stupid like that. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense, yes. An, an army of dead people is not something I would like to fight. Me neither. No. Most like to fight one of those absolutely not no, mind, mind you i think an army of anything is something i would not like to fight yeah no no it's it sounds like a lot of fighting it's a lot of fighting yeah there's a like my my hometown was near the border with the human lands there was a lot of battles there lots of people dying so do walks on humans long well the humans are kind of more antagonistic about being our neighbors than we are about being their neighbors they in general not everyone are kind of xenophobic let's be honest um my father being one of the exceptions but unfortunately his family less so so oh that's why i'm not in contact with my dad oh i'm, I'm sorry it's okay it's fine. Yeah. It's not pretty being clearly non-human in the human lands. I don't live in human lands, but it's, it's, it's also not easy being clearly not fully orc. So, yeah. Sasha looks like Z wants to hug Will. <laughs> How does hug Will? Rumpa Jerry hugs Will, making sure to get the nice soft uh, badger fur in there. Just going to kind of hug back and, like, um, see Sasha's the one not doing it and gesture like sort of Listen, if the, we can have a couple of miles, it's fine. Don't the hug. Well, 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 Sasha doesn't know where Will stands on physical contact yet. It's fine. Come in for a hug. It's all good. Hugs. Hugs. The cardigan's very soft. Will, yeah? thank you for sharing that. I, I'm sorry I never asked. It's okay. I mean, we've only known each other for a couple of weeks, so these things don't always come up that quickly. True. True. Rumpel Jerry? Yes? Yesterday, when we were at the guard station, 
You mentioned something about understanding jail. Uh, yes. Is everything all right? When you spend 10 years as a vagabond, the guards aren't always your friends. And neither is society. I have broken several laws, but I am not currently wanted. They're dumb laws anyways. I wish I could say the same. But thank you. You are most welcome here, and I at least will do whatever I can to help you. Vagabond, you are not. Hmm. I might go out traveling again sometime soon, but for now, I want to stay here and spend time with you all. I've grown rather close with you, and it's good to cherish those kind of friendships. Yeah, and it's good to have you all here. You too, Shosha. And I just pat him on the cheek. Sasha looks confused and just like moves away and like, the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> How is on like tippy toes to read? <laughs> but, but just like for, for, for context, you have just had this sh- short conversation with Rumpel Jerry that Sasha understands none of and then patted their cheek. Yeah. It's like, what? What is happening? Yeah. How just starts humming and goes and starts tidying up teacups and stuff in the kitchen or kitchenette area. Okay. Rowan's a very strange person. Yes, but a very sentimental one. I can assure you that patting her cheek was entirely out of good intentions. Yep, very much so. Nice. I can't wait to be able to have a proper conversation with her. We'll get you there. Soon enough. Soon enough. Have you ever considered le- uh, learning tabaxi? I say that to uh, Sasha. I'd love to learn any language. I I wasn't sure if you if you'd be happy to teach. Oh, I'd love to teach. And it never came up, so... Not until now. I'm not sure if I'm the best teacher, but I can certainly try my best. And who knows? It might be useful to have a language no one else around you speaks. I'd like that. I must say, I've never really gotten the opportunity to learn tabaxi. That wasn't really something that was available to learn. I think just because so few people spoke it where I came from, so... Yeah. open. Uh, Although Asha is the main country that tabaxis that people back home trade with, I'm sure Asha has other folks to trade with and learning tabaxi is not that important. Yeah, and to be honest, a lot of the tabaxi traders didn't really come down um, my end of the country where uh, things were uh, less stable, let's put it that way. Oh yes, certainly not. Did either of you ever see someone like me on your travels? Oh, great and glorious DM. Have I seen? <laughs> great and glorious DM. Um, have you? Have they seen a satyr before? I don't know how common they are or where they are. I feel like Will actually might. Oh, because there is some fey presence on the border between Asha and Ashila. Oh, I think I maybe saw one in passing when I was a kid. We were traveling, I think, back from visiting my mum's parents. And we were walking through the forest. Mum didn't really sort of let me stop to see, but I think I saw someone like you in passing there. It was a long time ago, though. Oddly enough, in all my years of travelling, I I have yet to see everything there is to the world. I'm not sure I've ever, if I've ever seen a satyr before you, though I've certainly heard about them. Just sort of fidgets with the ring and just... So, the... That means that I might not be from the other lands then, if we exist elsewhere? Um, I mean, I find it more likely that you'd have come from the elven ones. I know that there are fey creatures scattered around a lot of different places in the world, but like, if you were previously aware of 
the Stendals of people who were originally on that continent, then... And, and so young, yes. Yeah. Then that maybe make more sense. Which is also confusing. Well, it's a wide world and there's a lot of... There's a lot of different things in it, so... Mm, different things all around the globe. Globe? What? The world is flat. What's a globe? The... Oh, um, the, the world is a flat circle. Um... No... It's 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 round like <laughs> like a ball. No, it's not. It's flat like a coin. No, if 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 you go high enough, you 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 see the the horizon. You see where it curves. People have been to the edge of the world. People have seen the edge of the world. It's flat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's documents about people living there, and also there's experiments people have done to actually like sort of look at the angle of shadows and things and do mathematics to actually determine that the world is actually flat. I can I can show you some of them if you like. They're a bit complicated, but they're fascinating. But you can see the curve. If you go to the top of the mountain, you can see the curve of the world. If you go to the top of the mountain, you can see all of the world. What? Yeah. Like, from any, from almost any point on Morterra, you can see... The uh, mountain peaks around you in the far, far distance makes navigating real easy. Ma showed me. Ma took me up and up a, a mountain and showed me the curve. I, I remember that. I saw it. When? When I was ten, maybe. Maybe the Feywilds is different. Possible. Feywilds different. Not everywhere's got the same shape of the world. Do you, you don't have globes. I don't even know what a globe is. It's. It's it, it's a ball on a stand that you that you use to see a map of the world but, without it being all distorted from trying to make it flat. Right, but the world here is flat, so we don't need a circular object on which to project it. Yeah, if you tried to put Morterra on a spher- spherical map, you would need to distort stuff. Yeah. Pets. It's actually quite a novelty piece of furniture to have a round table with the map of Morterra on it. Yep. In various qualities. And very expensive. They like to sort of do it with all like inlaid woods and stuff, and it can cost a small fortune. Some real fancy ones have hidden compartments underneath underneath the countries. Oh, yes. The the, the soldier just sits missing a chair just directly on the ground and just... Okay, let's take a moment. Are you okay there? My head hurts. Okay, okay. Do you want a biscuit? Have a biscuit. It's also just, just <laughs> holding that laugh in for so long. This <laughs> <laughs> also just eats the biscuit while staring into the middle distance. How comes in with a new tray of biscuits? Just missed the whole thing. Yep. Yep. The, 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 there is a goat person on the floor. Oh, uh, sure, sure. Would you like biscuit? And I hope that biscuit is one of the words that you've been taught so far. Just holds up the half-eaten one and then takes another bite of it. The world is flat? I can't understand what you're saying, but there, there, you look so distressed. Just distressed bleat. We're we're just exploring some revelations about the world being flat. (laughs) Oh. Well, I never tended to get involved in those sort of global politics. I mean, it's not politics. Is that was a goddamn pun? Yes. I hate you. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Awful. That's amazing. 
<sighs> Sasha just distressed leet. <laughs> I hate it because I feel like there would not be a word in Halfling for global. <laughs> Unless it comes specifically from round earth, round Mortarans. Perhaps it would be coinal uh, politics. Yeah. You know, mm. all round to coin. Or discal. I prefer coinal. Discal just feels like visceral for me for some yeah. reason. Oh my god, it's a discourse. The discourse. That's it. It's discourse <laughs> from Google. Yeah. Oh no. The, the, but also, if there are people who believe that the world is round when it is flat, they might have made up the word globe. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about the existence of round Earth as in my setting. <laughs> <laughs> the Earth is already round around the edge. Hashtag collaborative world building. It involves building the shape of the world. Yep. Yeah. And the conspiracy theorists about um, the shape of the world. Okay, but like, I feel like there's some square earthers too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anyway, everyone has tea and biscuits. Because apparently everyone is suddenly British. I mean, like, most of us are. Listen, most of us players are British, so we can't help but bring our tea and biscuits habit yeah. into the game. I apologise for any international viewers who are offended by this, but um. Oh, and I'm, 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 and for American listeners, we we mean biscuits as in cookies, not as in the weird scone things. Yes, absolutely. You probably figured that out. I know, I know. I, I, Tea is made in the kettle, not the microwave. I just, I, I just want to provide context because I have an American friend and we have gone confused with each other on multiple uh, occasions. Yeah, fair. Also had an argument about grilled cheese versus toasty, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so I think once everyone's back at the table, I think we'll, we'll sort of turn to everyone and says, okay, so what is our plan for what we're doing next? Well, we'll need to talk to Stendhal clan, don't we? I think so. I don't think we're going to be able to sort of go march in there directly and say, hey, so we think um, one of you or someone in your employ is a necromancer. Um, please, can we uh, stop them? I think that might go down bad. I, I don't think they would listen to us. No. Perhaps we should focus on getting in first and seeing what we do after that. Yeah. Well, we could maybe go do a bit of scouting, see what we can find, if we can spot any entrances. Oh, I'm sure that I could get us at least an invitation in, if give within a day. Oh. Oh, and how would you do that, Rumble Jerry? I have my methods. It's at least worth a try. I have my past. Perhaps, you know. I think especially if they're looking for exotic animals that could be found in the wild. You may be of interest to them. I wasn't quite thinking that. Oh. Um, out of character, I was just going to like walk up to them and like name my royal title and demand entrance or at least an audience. Yes, but Will doesn't know that, so. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. But like just for DM's sake, just. Yeah, I got that. Just to explain the plan. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you think you can get us in, then certainly have a go. You have connections, do. You know people there? I, th I thought you were new as well. I don't know people there, but people there might know me, it's so to say. How can they n know you without knowing you? It's... Uh, you will see. That, 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 that doesn't make any sense, Beans. Reputations and titles exist. 
Oh, you do have those here, okay. Question, though, for all of you. How well can you look like an entourage? Well, I was thinking of disguising myself um, anyway with magic. Great. Can you look like a servant? Um, yes. I mean, like, it's... Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, I can make myself look like a servant. Excellent. That's absolutely fine. Do I get to pretend to be a servant this time? Marvellous. Yes, I'm, I'm excellent at disguises. Wonderful. I can help anyone who needs it as well. I only have one change of clothes because I didn't pack before falling through a portal. That's quite understandable. I mean, we, we can fix that. We could go clothes shopping. We certainly can. But the your attitude is just as much just as important as your actual clothes. How well would you be able to serve serve someone of royalty or someone of importance? Mars had to guard important people. She was more polite and stood straighter. Is that right? Yes, that's a great start already. I could we could pass you off as guard protection. How does that sound? And, like, Rumpeter uh, turns to Will. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. I, I, I can do that. Yeah, I mean, I can use magic to look like um, basically anyone roughly my size. So, I mean, I might even just go for looking like a human rather than necessarily um, like this. Yeah. Just because if things go south, it will be less conspicuous. Perhaps. You could look like a tabaxi, like me, and pretend to be my secretary. Um, I could do that. I don't speak tabaxi. It's going to be the main thing there. I don't think they will either. Could you be a mute secretary? Um, I could. I don't think they'll find it strange if we communicate in halfling together. I mean, they're likely to speak halfling as well, given they've been living here for such a long time. Yes, which is why we need to sell the act. Would they know the trade tongue? Probably. Oh. Because, like, if they're communicating with people more internationally, which they're likely to be doing if they're getting in exotic animals from abroad, True. then that's generally one of the useful ones. Would you know comprehend language? Do you know comprehend languages? I do. I can cast it as ritual. Well, that's that's that problem solved then. So, like, um, but that that just lets me understand stuff. It doesn't let me speak it. No problem. But that doesn't stop me being a mute secretary, secretary and just listening into everyone. Yes, now you're thinking. Rumpajari turns to how. What's what kind of servant could you be? We already have a guard, and we already have a secretary. Perhaps you could be some kind of personal attendant. Oh, of course. Yes, I can do most anything you want. Would you like documentation for us? I can whip up some credentials if you like. Yes, but I personally won't need them. I have credentials enough. Fascinating for a vagabond. Oh, you don't know half my backstory. <laughs> now I'm intrigued. Well, precisely. Uh, only what you've shared. Everything will be revealed. Uh, are we going to do a uh, time skip? Yeah. Well... How would like to work with her forgery kit and disguise kit just to make full personas for everyone? Yeah. yeah. Is this Sasha is going to ask Rumpel Jerry? Um, could, could I have? Could I borrow some of your coins so that I can get some clothes? Because I don't have money. Because I don't understand it. I don't understand the money here. That sounds like a good idea. Perhaps I can go with you. 
or Will could come too. I'm happy to. I'm happy to come along. Thank you, Will. Um, I know a few shop locations where they actually sell stuff big enough for all. Because I did not pack for this climate. Let's be honest. Yeah, I get that. I thought it was going to be colder. Hence the cardigans. The cardigans suit you. It does. Thanks. It goes nicely with your complexion. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I do try to sort of match the colour best I can. Make sure it's things which don't clash horribly with the green, you know? The green looks lovely on you. Yes. Thank you. Oh, great and glorious DM. Can we do all these preparations successfully? I think that's going to be up to deception checks as and when. Okay. Okay. Are, are, are we role-playing the, the shopping prepping stuff? Shopping episode. Yeah. I feel like we've done enough shopping today. Coward. <laughs> no, we did selling. We're now getting in shopping. That also wasn't shopping. That was selling. It's reverse shopping. That was reverse shopping. Exactly. I'm... That was first shopping. What about second shopping? <laughs> if anything, we've done <laughs> negative shopping. Yeah. We need to go out with positive shopping. Fine. Let's go shopping. Ha! Yes. <laughs> you win. Huzzah. My revenge is the fact that Will is going to have to use a tabaxi name. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I propose Mr. Mistopheles. Oh, no. <laughs> Keeping with the theme. <laughs> and he is magical. Yes, I'm going to be trying not to advertise that just in case we need it. I mean, be fair, the tabaxi names I've come up with are not actual Jellicle names. They just have the vibes. Coward. <laughs> name all the tabaxi Jellicle after Jellicles. Where's the name I got from the tabaxi name generator? Hang on. I need to scroll up in the chat. Quite a way. Yeah, I'm going to go find the one that the automated thing gave me. I forgot about the Jellicle name generator. Those names were so bad. They really were. I feel like Rumpel Jerry also tries to get some new clothes that don't, like, as fancy looking as possible so that she doesn't show up in hides and furs. Yeah, um, I'm not going to get new clothes just because, uh, one, I don't have much money left, and two... The disguise self is going to handle it, and if the disguise self drops, we've got other problems. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we've got, like, we're going to have, like, an hour to sort of be in and out before Will's comprehend languages and disguise self drops. So I think he does, like, sort of make sure everyone's informed. Yeah, so that's only going to... These are only going to hold for an hour, so we're going to need to spend that hour wisely. Mm. We can't spend ages looking around and stuff without me needing time to sort of recast those. And there's a limit to the number of times I can do that, so. Yes. So I think my question is, what is Jerry going to do in order to gain this access? Walk up, basically, walk up to the front door, knock, be very, just constantly offended and uppity and very grumpy, and demand an audience invoking my title. And if they refuse, get very, very angry. Fair enough. So we can we can burn that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Give me like ten minutes in a nearby alley before we do this, just so I can cast the spells. Yeah, good. sounds good. I'd still also like to work some physical makeup and disguise stuff onto Will, even though he's disguising with magic a little bit, just to give some fallback. Like it's not going to be as good as the disguise self, but. Um... Yeah, I mean, the disguise self is changing my entire race, so, like, sort of, I think if they're at the point where they're, like, sort of, okay, look for any orcs, any half-orcs in the city, we're gonna be, 
um, in trouble a little bit. I maybe need to hide. Chamberton. There's the there's the Jellicle name that came from the generator. I guess uh, from Howe's perspective, it's more if someone bumps into you in a dark corridor that you could be a tabaxi instead of a half orc. Oh god, this is going to be a lot of very heavy makeup, huh? Cat mm-hmm. your headband. I'm just putting it out there. Catboy will. Oh, Catboy will. Oh, curse damage. Curse damage. Blessed. I'm just saying, if anyone wants to give us our first fan art. Oh, God. Oh, oh yes. I mean, there's a more obvious answer for Catboy, but... Yeah. I feel like it's too easy. Mm-hmm. True. Triple Jerry is already a cat. <laughs> Question. What kind of style of clothing would Sorsha be looking for? think that's up to you ah okay yeah i think i'm not gonna dictate your character's tastes fair give me like a, a minute possibly like simple clothes like you're just hired muscle for extra protection yeah is the role you're playing i mean i guess in terms of physical disguises um the main thing that people would potentially notice is like sort of if they sort of feel so like sort of disguise self just sort of does the illusion it's not gonna hold up to physical inspection so like sort of if i've now got like sort of tobacco if it now looks like i've got tabaxi ears then that's gonna be what not hold what doesn't hold up so maybe maybe we just sort of fashion a little headband with two sort of furry ear shapes on it and I'm just going to be wearing that, and it's going to look so dumb, but no one's going to see it, so it's fine. I'm also going to paint whiskers on your face. <laughs> I'm loving this more and more. Again, first fan art. I think I've decided on an outfit. Okay. Cool. Well, what is Sorsha going to be wearing? Sorsha is going to, still in the usual yellows and oranges, because the aesthetic... It's going to be in a simple tunic top with a belt around the middle and just a, a, a simple tabard over the goat legs and the cape's been put away as well. So it's just... And, and with um, metal armbands to like add a portion of toughness in, in, to the appearance. How do you wear a tabard just over your legs? Th- that's what the thing is labelled as. I, I guess it's just like a skirt. Oh, you've done a hero forge. Yeah, I have. I've put it in. I've... Yeah, because a tabard is like is like those little aprons you put on toddlers. Yeah, like it, the, the the way it shows on hero forge is that it's like a piece of fabric with slits on the side and and slits in the front and back. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's just basic quality clothing. So that would be five silver. Okay, so I've, I've spent five silver on that and I've returned that to Rumble Jerry. I've returned the change. So that's five silver off. Rumble Jerry also would have been looking for clothes and like for the real fancy stuff, like ornate uh, golden stitchings, everything. But what, is, what does Rumble Jerry's new coat outfit look like? We need descriptions. We do. <laughs> we we really do. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't know halfling fashion standards. I know. I I guess I know. Uh, the back to fashion standards a little bit, but I feel like there would be lots of just jewelry, li- like lots of jewelry, lots of like ornamentations of copper or bronze, if possible. Mm-hmm. Though silver also works. Sorsha lends you a couple like like wire necklaces and, and maybe a, a ear cuff. Perfect. Just to like add to the opulence. 
Yeah. And a, I think a brightly color, a tunic dyed some kind of bright, unnatural color. So it's it's not black or red. Those are very common colors, but something like bright green, bright blue, purple, like those expensive fabric colors. Yeah. And uh, just simple pants, but there'd be like some real ornate belt hanging off it and no boots because boots with cat paws just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And of course, like some kind of hole for the tail to get through. So genuine question, can you afford this? Because the basic price for a set of fine clothing is 15 gold. I might need to borrow some money from Will. How much money do you need? You're welcome to try and haggle as well. I mean, I have 12 gold pieces and some change. Okay, I'll give you free. Okay, yeah, that works. Oh, we really need to get paid for stuff. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we got a bunch of money today. It's not that hard if you hunt. It's just that Rumpel Jerry is spending all of it. Yep. 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 So, I'm broke, but they don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, broke nobility is basically a trope at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I I have one specific necklace made of bones and feathers and with a leather cord that I make sure to wear on top of everything else, make it very clearly visible, very prominent. Mm-hmm. Amazing. How? Uh, so how, whilst everyone else is getting clothes and everything, how is fashioning documents? Uh, so Rumple Jerry said she didn't need anything documentation-wise, but I would like to use my forgery kit to create documents for the other three of us. And the one thing I need from Rumple Jerry, I guess, um, before she goes shopping, uh, beans. Only Sasha gets to call me beans. Oh, but you said I could call you anything I liked. Yes, but beans is special. But fair enough. Go on. Very well then, Rumple Jerry. To whom am I making out or? Letters of writ. I, whose servant are we being? Well, mine, of course. Right, but your title. Oh, yes. Um, I would be the uh, heir to Provalta, eldest child of Lord Grimgath. Uh, does this ring any bells, perhaps? Do you want to give me a history roll? Okay. Also, please, could you put spellings for that? Uh, 21. The mayor, would you like to explain who your, who your father is? Uh... Lord Grimkant is... Well, I, I really don't know much more than leader of the city of Provalta and the personal family history, but I can I can certainly say what people know about Rumble Jerry, the eldest child. For 10 years ago, the, the heir to Provalta, Rumble Jerry, the, the eldest child, was said to have died. And the, the lord and lady have been grieving her a lot. But in reality... They set me on on they set me on a boat to Asha and just waved goodbye. Or was that not what you meant, Liz? So yeah, so how would know that and would know that um Provalta is one of the larger mining cities, one of the wealthier cities in the sort of the group of islands that the Tabaxi call home. And yeah, that he tragically lost his oldest child. It's not been made public what exactly happened, but it was very sad and very sudden, and the public mourning went on for months. Well, well, well. The court did do some rumours, but I thought they were nonsense. Rumpel Jerry? Huh, didn't even shed your name. 
I've been using uh, uh, fake names here and there. Gotta keep people on their toes. Well, quite. Besides, it's been ten years. Who'd have heard of Rumble Jerry by now? Or at least it would have been a blip in their memory. But I'm hoping that they... Uh, I'm hoping that this will work out. Yes, I think it might well do. Wonderful. So we have a secretary. What was everyone's role again? Uh, bodyguard for Sasha. Bodyguard for sure. Do you want a fake name for Sasha? Or... Uh, do you want a fake name? I can make any documents you secretary. require. Why not? Everyone else is doing it. I'm not. What tabaxi name should I use? I'm, I'm not... I don't know what ones are, like, common and what ones aren't, so... What do you recommend, Jerry? Uh, it's been many years. I don't know what uh, what names people are using nowadays, especially for your age group. Trends come and go, you know? I mean, like, the elves aren't necessarily going to know the current trends of tabaxi names, so anything that just sounds to part would be appreciated. Yes. How about Chamberton? Okay, Chamberton it is. Wonderful. And I shall be your gnomish valet. Out of character, what's a valet again? Oh, I shall attend to you and bring you things and carry your items and things of necessity. Thank you. That will be... that will fit right in. My name shall be Tao Min. Understood. Thank you. Are you Zashling? No, sure, she will be Ashling. Uh, Will, what did you say your name was? Um, Chamberton. Chamberton. Wonderful. I am Tao Min. Is that Tao Min or Tao Min? Tao. Tao Min. Uh, as in T-A-O. Okay. And then M-I-N. Okay. Yes. T-A-O-M-I-N. Yes. And how looks a little sad at this. You all right? And then Lady Rumpeljerry shall be, of course, performing as herself. Of course. <laughs> Are you all right, Talmin? Yes, I, I, I didn't realize how much it would still affect me. You know, when you've lost something and it's been well, <laughs> hundreds of years. He was my son. I'm so sorry for your loss. Sasha hugs How just very gently. Rumpel Jerry joins. Will comes in and gives a hug as well. Well, we should not simply grieve the dead. We should avenge them. So let us about our business. We've got a heist to pull off. Yes. Or is it a murder mystery? You're allowed to be sad over losing family. Certainly you are. It can weigh quite heavily on us. It's terrible to not be able to reach them. Yes. Yes, it is. But every gnome is my family now. And I must make the world better for them. So let us do that. Let us take these names and use them to improve this world. Oh, yes, good. How can you give me a role with proficiency just to to do this forging? Yeah. Uh, so straight d20 plus 2. Uh, 16. Okay. Yeah, it looks, looks fairly convincing. Shall we then? Oh, let me just touch up makeup. Sorry. That's okay. alright. Take your time. Just, just the tabaxi is. Um... And then I'm going to need, like, ten and a little bit minutes in an alley as close as we can get without being conspicuous so that I can um, do a little spell craft. Yeah. But perhaps you could hide in Alma's fur. I'm not, I'm not quite small enough to hide in Alma's fur, but I thank you for your consideration. Perhaps if we wash her and then, it... you know, use 
the wind to to dry her. Her hair froofs up mightily when that happens. Yes, it's maybe a little less about her size and more about mine. Right, of course, yes. Sasha goes straight back, steely-faced, just completely and utterly serious, just copying what Zemar did. Did it work? Yes, quite a good job. So, shall we call it there? I think that's a good place to call it, yeah. And then commence the infiltration next session. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking of this all week now. Same. <laughs> the tension. What will happen? Tales of Morterra was created and DM'd by Liz Blake, with editing by Mario Panagetti. The theme music was by Nick Blake. Check out our Tumblr at morterra.tumblr.com for more information on the world of Morterra, and our Twitter at MorterraCast. So I'm going to give inspiration oh. to Mia because this is a really smart use of your Yay. background. I've been saving it up for something like this. Amazing. I'm going to thank people for listening. I'm going to thank you for playing. I'm going to thank Mario for editing. Thank you, Mario. I'm going to thank Liz for DM. Thank you, great and glorious DM. Thank you, wonderful DM. Thank you, Liz. Thank, thank you, Liz. Mario. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Mario. Too. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, boys. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, boys. Yeah. Thank you, boys. Thank you, boys. Thanking the recording bots in case of the inevitable uprising. Well, we need them to know they're appreciated, Liz. Yeah. Of course. They are so appreciated. They're very appreciated. They make all of this possible. I mean, they have both crashed twice during this recording, so I don't appreciate them that much right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. wow. God damn it, boys. <laughs> They've been partying too hard. Oh, no. This is why you have curfew. <laughs> After 10 PM. Technical difficulties just keep filing on, don't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, next time I guess things will either go well or horribly. Um, I mean, that's true about every session. I'm very excited. One of those two, I'm sure. Who can say? Yeah. I mean, true, but I think especially so. Next sessions, especially, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens next time on Morterra. We'll we'll see if Caius's good rolls carry over to next session. Yeah. Hey, I did roll below a 14 today. I did, like, what, three or four dice rolls? It was great. You did amazing. Exactly, which means you're due a one. (laughs) Hey, it took me five sessions to get my first 20. Oh, honey. And it was on a history check. Bless.